If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, just because everybody gets a sweaty crotch or inner thigh chafing doesn't mean you have to go through life with a sweaty crotch or inner thigh chafing. Old Spice has a new below-deck powder spray to help you feel drier and cleaner down below. A new below-deck anti-chafe stick to help prevent inner thigh chafing. Available in the family planning aisle at Walmart or online at walmart.com slash oldspicebelowdeck. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a discussion, a conversation, a chat, if you will, between me and our old pal, Chris Metzen. You know him. I don't have to explain how you know him. You just do because you're all listening to this and you know better. Um, I've been teasing this for a while, and I'm super stoked that it's finally happening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Mr. Chris Metzen. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, good What's man. up? Well, uh, you know, I just... You and I haven't had a disc- talking about, oh, well, we talk a bunch on text and stuff, but we haven't had like a proper sit down on the mic for about a year. And Yeah, uh, it's, been a, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. And, and, and what a year, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, a lot, of, a lot of things have changed in, the, in that year. And uh, it's almost exactly a year, actually. I was checking my, my time on this. And uh, we're, we're in definitely interesting times. But the weird thing is during this sort of strange unprecedented time there are a lot of cool unprecedented things happening a lot of cool projects popping up a lot of people getting creative and working their way around some of these restrictions and other stuff and man i could not be more excited about some of the stuff that i know you're up to and we're going to talk about a bunch of that today um i get this question pretty consistently what's metzen up to what's chris doing do you talk to him a lot where's his plan where is he going next like it's kind of non-stop if i'm honest i get emails almost weekly at the very wow. least one or two a week saying hey what's going on with chris uh, <laughs> it te- yeah and it tends to heat up right around the time that you get other announcements in and around our sphere like uh, oh Dreamhaven launched hey wait that reminds us what's going on with medicine like that kind of stuff and uh you know it's always a it's a it's a it's a question i think that comes from uh the hearts of fans of yours who look to you and say man there's my storyteller there's my bard there's the guy that that's uh you know that that speaks my language and knows what i like so we finally have something cool to tell these guys about um <laughs> yeah so we should just jump in a little bit um sure you're working on a new project tell us what it's called and give us just the i don't know basic breakdown of what's going on the thousand foot lowdown um yeah <laughs> so um I, I a buddy of mine named mike gilmartin and i um you know the the long and the short of it is we've been, we've been gaming for many years together. Um, you know, we, we, we play a lot of, we play a lot of stuff. We play a lot of Warhammer 40 K, Age of Sigmar, you know, X-Wing, Star Wars Legion, a lot of tabletop miniatures games, um, you know, like tactical combat games. So we, we've been, we've been gaming for years and, um, for a number, a number of reasons, we wound up a couple years ago, um, starting a, a gaming club, right? You know, we really just kind of ran out of space to play and, um, we wound up renting um, 
or kind of leasing a, a warehouse space um, down by the John Wayne Airport and kind of starting this club. Uh, and, you know, over you know the ensuing months, it's about two years ago, um, we got upwards of like a, a hundred members, um, you know, people showing up, you know, you know quasi regularly and you know, we're running events, um, you know, kind of doing small tournaments and really um, a lot of nights of the week, um, you know, people would just come into hobby and hang out and, you know, kind of, you know, you know, model their miniatures or paint, um, talk shop, you know, or, you know, we're always talking about, you know, you know, whatever games are coming out and latest rule sets and, what's going on and, you know, in, in the tournament side of things. And it just wound up being, you know, ultimately we were just looking for space to game, <laughs> you know, that isn't in our garages or living rooms. And we wound up kind of finding this, this community, you know, of people, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you know, we, you know, we came up, you know, making video games, you know, all the, all these years, but it's like everybody, everybody plays tabletop, right? Like, yeah. you know, well, maybe not everybody, but more people than you think. Uh, and especially in this window of time, you know, since at least since D&D fifth edition came out, um, it's just, I just run into more and more people that are playing, you know, RPGs or, you know, tabletop, you know, war games and things like that. I think the resurgence is real. Like we're, we're now yeah. in a time where if, if it had ever fallen off that we are not in that time is it is a time of, uh, of explosion in that world for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, certain things, you know, like you see, you know, people streaming their, their games these days, you know, most notably, you know, like Matt Mercer, you know, with his show, you know, they have created this, this whole new platform, you know, for people gaming and, and people that just want to watch, you know, people gaming. And, um, it's an amazing time, you know, even in, on the war gaming side, you know, you know, games like Warhammer are about as big as they have ever been. Um, it's, it's this total, you know, um, you know, Renaissance in a way of tabletop. So, um, it, it's kind of ironic that, you know, we wound up, um, kind of barreling straight into this time and, and kind of finding this community, um, that has just been so amazing. Um, when I left Blizzard, um, which will be, I can't believe this really, but about five years in April, uh, it's been five years. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Kat and I, you know, uh, you know, I had a kid and you know, we've been, uh, you know, just kind of home, you know, living very quietly. <laughs> and, um, in, in a lot of ways, this is, this could vector into a, a, a series of topics, but, as, as awesome as it was, you know, just, you know, being a dad again and, and, and being home with her and, and just kind of having this, this really quiet window of life, which I, I desperately needed. Um, you know, I, I guess I also had this, this need to just be around geeks and talk shop and nerd out and, and kind of fall back into these ideas, which had been such a, a, a part of the rhythm of my life. And, so to sort of have gotten that back, um, the way I have, you know, was just just such a gift, you know. Um, in in some ways, um, to <laughs> to be candid, uh, you know, I kind of got to a point where Cat was like, "Yeah, you need to get out of the house. <laughs> you know, it's time for you to go. It's time for you know, you need to go work on some nerdy ideas. You need to get the hell out and and, and go. You know, just go." you know, kind of find that core again, you know, just to be balanced in life. And, um, uh, she was right. Uh, and it was a gift to be, um, you know, pushed that way. So 
from the club and from the experience, um, you know, of Mike and I kind of, you know, um, I don't know, kind, kind of corralling all these hobbyists and gamers, that interaction and those relationships and the, the kind of rhythm of being around, you know, gamers again, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, at least um, really in so many ways kind of reactivated uh, parts of me that I had kind of turned off um, towards the end uh, or, or at the end of my, my blizzard run. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I couldn't have understood at the time was like those things, it's not just this gear you flip on and off. That was that that's part of my identity. It's kind of core to my, my life, you know, um, kind of core to my rhythms. And, um, like I said earlier, you know, to find that again and to have that to fall back into was, um, just this incredibly healthy, you know, um, thing to kind of start growing as a geek again and kind of resetting my own expectations and, um, remembering how much I, I, I can tend to be a very, uh, introverted person. Um, you know, it's a little hard to get me out of the house sometimes. And, um, you know, I like to sit, I like to read, I like to kind of noodle around. And so her kind of pushing me out to go engage again, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, did did the did the magic, um, and, and I guess if I'm just leaping forward, actually, before you do that, let me play. Let me play this clip from the video that everybody by now probably has seen. If you're hearing this, you've you've probably seen it. If you haven't, you need to go seek it out and check it out. But there's a quote in there I cannot I cannot pass up. I'm going to play it real quick. This is just you talking about what uh, wargaming and tabletop gaming brought back for you. So so here you go. I have found all of this has really kind of brought me back to life and rekindled my, my passion and my imagination and my longing to build ideas and worlds that people can get lost in. All right. That sounds to me like something really got tapped into there. Like you've got, um, uh, you know, hey, uh, but, sounds impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, uh, yeah, that, that does kind of, that does kind of sum it up. Yeah. It's, uh, so, so here's an interesting thought. Um, you know, when I got hired at Blizzard, I was, I just turned 20 years old and I had spent the previous number of years, um, um, uh, doing a number of things. I was, I was singing in a few bands and that was really fun. And I thought maybe that was my path. And the thing that was happening, you know, under kind of under the surface of all those years in between, you know, through high school and up to, up to Blizzard, was this long running D and D campaign I had with my, with my friends. Um, and, and, you know, we were all very versed in music, you know, a number of us played in bands, you know, but like D and D was this thing that really was fundamental to the the rhythm of our friendships and, and, and how we related and, and kind of, as you play creating, you know, these, these worlds together almost in real time, you know, someone says, I'm, I'm going to the end. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go chase the unicorn, you know, whatever the you know ludicrous situation is, you're kind of morphing this storytelling in real time and accounting for all the ludicrous things that your, your pals might dream up to do. And that was so core to me um, in terms of um, you know, relating to my friends creatively um, and just, just being con- you know, c- creative conceptually, right? I, I loved the ideas we would hook. I loved feeling like my energy and my imagination were in service to like the group, if that makes any sense. I, I, I don't know how to exactly put that, but it is fundamental to my makeup, um, being creative with others for 
others. The, the, when the miracle happened and I got the gig at Blizzard, um, and, and again, I was hired to be an animator. I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> but that, that same sense was fundamental to how I walked into Blizzard. The idea that I can meet, you know, the, all these other geeks that love the same kind of stuff, you know, you know, you know, and I could help them jam ideas. I can, I can help them plus what they're doing and, and be part of the flow. Right. To me, it was music, you know, it was like a band jamming together. Um, that's fundamental to me. Um, I could never be like a Stephen King and just sit at a typewriter and be, you know, be genius. Right. Um, um, I might have an idea, you know, every once in a while, but you know, where my talent really comes to life, and I find my voice again is when it's in rhythm with other people, you know, just like being in a band. It's like being in a garage and someone's playing a bass line. You're like, oh, I keep doing that. I, I think I have a riff on that. Mm. Um, that's how I look at the creative process. And I know not everybody does. Um, so the quote you played, I think, is speaking to that. Right. The, the like I'm finding that kid again. I'm finding that version of myself that was so pure, you know, that 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 kid, that naive dumbass kid that walked into blizzard at 20 um because that kid yeah, <laughs> that kid got the shit kicked out of him you know um in a lot of ways um and he's appreciative for for the kicking and the whole opportunity to be sure but through this club um and through my you know my partnership with mike and um through just jamming with geeks again and gaming and rolling hot dice and laughing at the absurdity of what's happening on the table, whether it's a war game or whether it's D&D sessions, um, just opened my – this sounds like a lame thing to say. But it just opened my heart up again, and suddenly the energy came back, and the ideas started coming back. And the par- part of this as well um, is – this is about – God, is this about a year ago? I really kind of had this epiphany um, and I talked to Mike and I said, dude, what if, what if War Chief's more than just a club? I, I think I want to build, you know, I want to build things again right at the same time. I, I wonder if these dates line up because uh, uh, again, I, I suck with telling time, especially during quarantine. I have no sense of what day it is or what, you know, I know I sure the hell know what year it is, but um, it must've been towards the end of last year and Blizzard re-released WoW Classic. Yeah. Was that I know that's was a, that, that lines up pretty good? I want to say it was uh, or something like that. Yeah, toward the yeah, toward close to BlizzCon, I think. Got it. So yeah. so the funny thing happened, dude. I'm playing, you know, Battle for Azeroth, and yeah. I'm in, you know, you know, Zandalar, and it's one of the most beautiful video game spaces ever conceived. Right, and I'm just having a blast running around and doing quests and. Sure. Um, you know, you know, having fun as a as a as a video game player, um, and, and certainly falling into the craftsmanship of of my good friends over there, and then boom, classic drops. Oh, th- this is wild, right? So I jump back in that, and just like everybody else, you know, I'm I'm you know trying to camp you know items as they respawn on the ground to finish a quest, and <laughs> just remembering the glory of it and the absurdity of you know the crudeness of the design at the time, but it. It's like I cried. I mean, it's like it's like it brought me to this place of remembering the guy I was during that time and how it felt to be part of that team. If you remember, we were making War 3 and WoW concurrently. So I'm running back and forth down the hallways every day between both teams. Um, And it was I I think I can say that was the height of my tenure at Blizzard in terms of how in love I was 
with those two products, with the world as it unfolded, with those development teams and those craftsmen and just being in rhythm with them um, and how I felt about the company, how I felt about myself. Uh, you know, it was it was just the most wildly imaginative time. And after WoW came out, certainly it became this big hit and things changed and, you know, there were new pressures and, you know, we changed as a company, you know, um, it's like we became, we went from this scrappy development studio to suddenly we're like AT&T, you know, we're like this global service provider, which comes with its own, you know, challenges. And while all of that was a miracle, I, I, I was playing classic and just, just really kind of coming back to center on what it felt like to be that kid again, um, because it was just so pure, you know, again, creativity and imagination in service to your people, to your, your team, your friends. I didn't care if it sold. I didn't care if it was a big damn hit, you know, like, like trip out. It, it became this giant thing, you know, right. I didn't care. I didn't care. And I don't know what I care about it today other than, other than, it felt so good to build and it felt so good to share with people, you know, and it was, it was, it was that moment. I was already feeling it from the club, you know, um, and, and feeling that sense of community again. And it was freaking wild classic that just kicked me in the gut. Man, and that, there are a lot that, of people are going to hear that are going to love to hear and, this all line from the cinematic, you know, yeah. you, you know, we, you know, we don't get to hide, you know, right. um, and hiding, hiding didn't mean, running back to blizzard right hiding means quit pretending you know you're not this person you know quit pretending you don't have these longings mm -hmm. quit playing it safe right. yes it's scary yes it's scary to step back out and put yourself in the public space and creating ideas that people might hate um, or that people might be disappointed in you know one thing or other you might do um it's time to reactivate so yeah, <laughs> that's a I uh, I really like where that went. Um, I this is it's so interesting to hear that perspective on classic. Uh, given the perspective a lot of players have is, oh yeah, that you know it's nostalgia play. It's uh let's go back and play it just because we remember the good times. But but really we like yeah. the modern systems and you know we appreciate the conveniences of sure. some of the life you know life improvements the game has brought or whatever. For you, that was a that sounds like a real titular moment, like a like a pivot, like a you know, a moment yeah. of like, oh right. Back when the passion had everything to do with the passion and just that, just the creativeness and that energy yeah. and that sort of explosive <laughs> willpower to get a cool thing done. Yeah. Like that and that's almost, real. And man. almost nothing to do with the with the particulars of the final shape of it. Right. I'm infinitely proud of WoW, right? But it almost wasn't even like how good or not it is. It was remembering what it felt like to be part of it. Right. Um, that's what I needed to feel again. Um, and uh, it was just a gift, just an absolute gift. That's that's amazing. Uh, all, all of the this is making me forget about all of the swirling controversy about whether we need it, whether we don't. Are we just appeasing <laughs> vanilla heads like all blah, blah, blah. Forget about all that periphery. Suddenly it's like, no. Good enough. It got Metzen to <laughs> to do his big next thing. Like that's enough you know, for me. I would say I would say even if it was just kind of an exercise in memory lane. Yeah. 
is a good lane. Is a wonderful lane, you know. I'm glad. I'm really glad to hear that. Now you mentioned the name only briefly, but we haven't really said it out loud. Um, War Chief Gaming is the name oh, yes, of right. this organization. Sure. Uh, that's the name of the pub, you know. Um, so that's the name of the club. Um, and I, I, I swear to you, I'm so glad I picked that today. <laughs> you know, in hindsight. Um, but it just you know, here's a funny one. So war chief and thrall, and there's an association with me for sure, for sure. You know, um, and, and maybe there's, there's a not so subtle choice in there somewhere, but like I do a little bit of off-roading, um, and we go, you know, we go out to, you know, um, Arizona where we used to, you know, a couple times a year for big off-road races. And there's all these, you know, monster trucks and not Bigfoot trucks, but like, um, race trucks. Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, off-road race cars, you know, and I, I just, I've just grown up around loud engines and I love all this stuff. And I always daydreamed for years, um, um, you know, having a car and having just this black, badass, mud covered, you know, dune buggy with war chief across the side. Right. It's just so badass, Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I have like a razor, you know, out there and, uh, you know, I'd love, I just love, you know, driving in the desert. So I, you know, I've contemplated a number of times having graphics on the side, just war chief, you know, Cause it's just such a hard word and, um, it just makes me happy and nothing to do with me. Um, other than it's, it's just a badass term. So we chose it for the name of the club thinking it's only ever just going to be that, you know, so we'll have a nice club, maybe on the outside we daydreamed about, well, maybe if we have enough people and enough wherewithal, we can open like franchise it, right? Like war chief Cincinnati, you know, <laughs> you know, war chief Boston. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm so glad we picked it now because um, there is a little be uh, there is a little bit of me in that, and maybe that's appropriate now, you know, um, um, because because turning this thing into a little you know development studio, um, there is a lot of me in that, you know, um, a place that holds all my ideas and you know um, things I want to do and and um, worlds I want to build. Um, there's something kind of prescient about it, um, about having chosen it early. Um, even though I had no remote idea that this would be where we wound up. Hey, just because everybody gets a sweaty crotch or inner thigh chafing doesn't mean you have to go through life with a sweaty crotch or inner thigh chafing. Old Spice has a new below deck powder spray to help you feel drier and cleaner down below. A new below deck anti-chafe stick to help prevent inner thigh chafing. Available in the family planning aisle at Walmart or online at walmart.com slash Old Spice below deck. So the plan moving forward, and by the way, the the website is up. It's warchiefgaming.com. I recommend you go check it out. I love the logo. That All that treatment is, is rad. Super badass. Um, <laughs> a lot of steel and metal looking. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if it's a little metal, it's know? a little metal and that's great. Uh, cause I'm, I'm in a little metal. It turns out too. Here's the funny thing. I don't think I've ever told you this, but, um, I know you're a big fan of Warhammer, do a lot of 40 K miniature paintings and uh, painting and stuff. And, um, while I have never played a proper tabletop game, uh, or a, a session of Warhammer, either fantasy and or 40 K either one. I'm enamored with that world and I buy every video game based on Warhammer 40k even if they're bad I oh, buy yeah. them because I oh, love them. I didn't mean that. I mean, oh yes, you should. Yeah. Not that oh yes. Okay. <laughs> right. And there are plenty of good ones too and I like those. Um right now I'm kind of oh, yeah. I'm hooked on Gladius at the moment which is like a, a kind of like a almost civilization style yeah. but it's all based on it's all combat it's less about developing your civ. 
But there's something about that world and 40K in particular that just drives my imagination wild and takes me in all sorts of places. And I love it. I read the books, the, the Horace Her- or the Horace Heresy. Is that what yep. called? Yes, That's, yes, yes. Love those books. Yes. Been ages yes, though, so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't remember that I got the name right. Yeah, but uh, uh, but uh, I love that stuff. Is, love that yeah. stuff. Just can't get enough of it. And back, uh, I don't know how many months ago this was, I happened upon you guys doing a live stream one day and you were playing a 40K scenario. Yeah. On one of your tables and it was awesome. You guys had like props and like, that was crazy. And um, I got to thinking in my, in my head, I went, Oh man, I hope that they're. I hope he's going crazy with this. Like, I hope this is like the next big thing for him. Sounds like it is. You know, Warhammer or not, it's this is this is the jam. Yeah, dude. You know, it's uh, it's it's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so so that's an inter- it's so kind of an interesting an interesting point um, for a guy that spent so many years doing video games, yeah. um, and that was a miracle. Um, I'm a tabletop guy at heart. I always have been, you know, I'm, I'm a big comics fan. You know, I love fantasy and science fiction for sure, for sure. Right. Um, but I cut my teeth on tabletop. Like a lot of people did, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, chained to the, you know, the SNES, you know, um, you know, whatever Nintendo system. I didn't grow up sitting in the living room playing console games. Right. Um, although I played many, you know, I did the final fantasy, you know, I, I played many over the years, but it wasn't, it wasn't where my passion was. It's just what we all did. Right. My passion was in memorizing, you know, you know, sentient weapon tables in the dungeon master's guide. My passion was, <laughs> you know, um, you know, building and modding and painting, you know, my miniatures, my passion was, you know, building crazy, you know, cityscapes out of shoe boxes and, you know, you know, uh, makeup containers on the kitchen table to play Necromunda games, you know, right. um, I, I have always loved tabletop and to me, you know, you know, all the, all the blizzard stuff, you know, the, the war games I got to be part of. And, um, it was all an extension to me, um, of that essential, tabletop experience that essential gaming experience and i know that's changed over the years i know that actually some of my games have changed that over the years such that you know with the dawning of the internet and you know things like that you know people can play things like wow you know from from you know halfway across the world and it's kind of changed the way it's kind of changed that innate gaming you know fantasy you know Mm -hmm. of, of what it means to engage with other people in nerdy pursuits right um so it's been a trip to come back to that. Um, but I bet it might be a little, I guess in the back of my head, I wonder like, you know, are people going to think I'm crazy? You know, like, well, wait a minute, you're, you're this video game guy. Why would you, why wouldn't you just go do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or that's all we want you to do, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, what do you mean you're focusing on tabletop? And it's something Mike and I have talked a lot about. Um, I wouldn't say we would rule out, um, you know, um, some version of, of, of doing, you know, video games or whatever um, down the road, um, if, if it was the right thing and the right fit and the right time. Um, you know, I know he has a lot of passion to, to do that. Um, but I think for me, where I'm at in my life right now, um, I love this. I want to build things that I can see people in this club playing and enjoying. Mm-hmm. I want to build things that are harmonic to 
kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and kind of falling back in love with tabletop has been really good for me. It's been very healthy and, um, edifying and this is where i want to i know i know that you're it's too early to say oh here's there here's the first thing we're going to see with war chief gaming's name on it I'm, we're not there yet but right. but are are you i mean i have to imagine with this kind of creative explosion in your own head you you're probably already creating something right like you're down the road and um, is that process or yeah, you're I'm ready to talk about the you know, like our, our our first thing for instance um though you know, you know, folks won't have to wait too long. Um, but I could say, um, I've got seven or eight, you know, big ideas, um, that I'm, I'm currently chewing on for, for different, you know, different ideas, mm -hmm. um, different types of worlds or stories or, or product ideas really, um, that, that kind of run a wide gamut. What I don't want to have happen with war chief <clears throat> Is that I don't want to be typecast with one type of product or one type of thing or one area of focus. Um, although um, that is generally very wise, right? When you're sure. when you're doing a startup, when you're kind of starting a new venture, um, specialization is usually your friend um, and a very smart thing to do. Focus on one thing and do it exceptionally. Right. Um, and I would say uh, I am attempting to do that. Um, but, you know, so I'm not uh, at the same level of, of depth on all of these ideas, but I've got a bag of ideas um, that I'm very passionate about. And each of them lends itself to kind of different types of expressions, different types of media. I've got a bunch of books I want to do. I've got people I want to do them with. I've got comic ideas and projects like that um, and people I want to work with. I've, um, you know, got uh, you know, kind of a number of product ideas, um, you know, even ideas for, you know, potentially for animation Mm. Um, and they're all at different levels of, um, different levels of reality, if you will. Sure. Um, and of course I can't do it all at once. So, you know, some of them just kind of simmer and I pick at them. So there's one core thing I've been doing, um, kind of since that fateful day playing wild WoW classic. And I really got, you know, um, struck by the idea of like, you know what, it's time to, it's time to re-engage. Um, I knew exactly what my first thing was going to be. Um, so, you know, that was back in, I think, um, November. Um, so I've been dutifully, you know, plugging away on our first thing. Um, and it's been a blast and it's, um, I guess I won't say too much about it, but it's allowed me to reconnect with a, a lot of people I used to enjoy. And it's, um, allowed me to uh, reach out and work with, um, even a number of, uh, my buddies at Blizzard, you know, kind of old school friends at Blizzard over the years that um, are kind of coming in to help me do what I'm doing, um, which has just been awesome, you know, in, in so many ways. It's kind of like getting the band back together oh, yeah. um, and kind of starting over, you know, with, uh, you know, it's not a big giant video game, um, but it's like I get to jam with my pals again um, and, you know, hook ideas and, and artwork and you know, kind of, kind of rekindle a lot of that vibe we had when we were, you know, young and spry. So, um, it's just been hugely, hugely fun. So I guess I would, I would just reiterate, um, while we're not r really ready to talk about it yet, um, I've been having a lot of fun kind of oh. getting back on the, in the saddle and, um, hooking and riffing and. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like the rhythm is already there, which is super great to hear. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know if any of us fully grasp this about the timing of this. And I don't even just mean COVID year. 
But tabletop <laughs> gaming, like if you would have made this announcement, all the same circumstances in like 2005 or six and said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do work chief gaming and we're going to focus on tabletop. Um, it wouldn't have been the splash it is now. It still would have been kind of, Oh, well, tabletop's cool, I guess. And there's Gen Con and people like that, I guess. And you know, it's got, it had its cachet. We all know about D and D we all played it when we were kids, blah, blah, blah. But there's something different in the last, let's call it eight years or yeah. so. In Dude, I remember riffing on this, you know, we were, we were doing a panel and I don't remember how it came up, but I remember feeling this swell of like, we need to talk about fifth edition and how much D and D is a cultural touch point in our lives, yeah. all of our geeky lives. And yeah. it's always, Oh, I was making a comparison to something like, wow, that had, that had grown into this phenomenon beyond the game it is and just become this cultural touch point it, it's a platform for just people to engage with each other it's it's a hobby it's just it's how you meet your friends and do your thing and i guess i was equating that to D that had always been there for me in that way you know something you can always come back to and enjoy in that same way regardless of the edition that's out regardless of you know who the top dogs are up there at watsi it's like D just keeps it's always there and, and i find so much comfort in that um, re- regardless of the fact that fifth edition is so good. Like I, I'm such a fan and I think they're doing such a good job at, at curating, um, their worlds, um, and this, and this game system, you know, it's just a bitch in time to be. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It feels like Renaissance time. It's, it's almost like, Hey, what if, what if tabletop had the same kind of golden era that we've had in video games or in comics or in any other, uh, medium of <laughs> delivery and it's happening yeah. and it's happening in a way yeah. that's, that's massive. And not only just, just the fact that, you know, the games are great and, and new generations are discovering them and all that other stuff. But really what's different here is now we've got tools, things like D and D beyond and roll 20 and these different yeah. like tools online where people are playing COVID or not halfway across the world, like they might a video game, but they're doing it in video chat. They're hanging out with their friends. They haven't seen in years. They're playing games actually, with strangers. Like it's crazy. Actually, COVID or not, it's it's actually COVID plus, right? Like right. What, what are we doing these days, right? We're all right. stuck indoors. Yeah. And the you know, the broad psychology of, you know, are we gonna go back to the rock shows, you know, quickly? Are we gonna go back to movie theaters quickly? You know, like I, I hope so, you know, but I'm going to do all that pretty slow, right? So we are increasingly finding our entertainment and our engagement for better or worse at home, you know, like what a time for ideas like these, what a time for, um, platforms like these, you know, um, yeah. 10 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, you might've said, well, this is a terrible time to start a company that focuses on tabletop because everything shut down because of a pandemic. turns out as much as we all lament 2020 for various reasons, it's maybe the best time for this resurgence of interest. Yeah, well, in that. I, ironically, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I don't know about the best time, but it sure is filling a void, right? Like yeah. it's, it's like this old hero coming back, you know, like here's D and D, you know, as we're stuck at home, you know, we can jump online and play with our friends. You know, they, Watsi just did um, the Dungeons and Dragons celebration a couple of weeks ago and they hosted a bunch of streams like a bunch of people doing, you know, just streaming their games and, you know, role-playing their characters. And I watched a bunch of it and I didn't know a lot of these kids, but 
um, I just thoroughly enjoyed, you know, this kind of window into all these gaming tables, right? These different groups of people with their different dynamics. And it was just so fun to watch and be part of and to know that that's all happening out there. And in a way, it, it's kind of always been happening that way to bigger or lesser degrees. But I found it so comforting um, and, and didn't feel quite as stuck at home. So it's interesting about Warchief, too. You know, we, we used to have a pretty, you know, a vibrant, you know, weekly rhythm with the club, multiple, you know, multiple nights a week and weekends. And so that's that's kind of slowed to a, you know, a crisp trickle. Um, and it's, here's a funny one, right? Like Mike and I were just in the middle of, you know, kind of finding a new space. You know, it's kind of like, well, how much gaming space do we need? The intention was to get twice as much so we can run big events and big tournaments. And, <laughs> you know, um, you have to ask yourself like, um, while all the members are still part of there's, there's ancillary benefits to be part of the club. And, and we all kind of keep in cahoots over, um, you know, discord and things like that. We're running actually online. We're actually have one coming up at the end of the end of the month, um, running an online narrative tournament. So we're keeping it rolling, but it's, you know, you have to ask the question, right? Like what if everybody does, doesn't come back next year? You know, what, what if the vaccine takes a while? You know, it's like, right. is this insane to roll the dice and make sure we have, you know, enough space for everybody to game. And then we step back and talk and the, con the conclusion has to be, the world's not always going to be like this, you know, mm -hmm. you know, things will write themselves. Yeah. It may take some time, but we're going to roll these dice and we're going to, we're going to, we, you know, maybe we are going to double down because we believe in this thing. And we believe we're all going to come back together at some point. Like, um, feels like we're not to, not to keep using the gaming comparison, but it feels like we're about to roll with it, with this advantage, but we've all got some pretty good base stats. So it'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. It'll be well right. put. Yeah. That's the way I, that's well, the way I look at it. You know, so in all this, uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least ask you about this. Um, a lot of hubbub was made when um, uh, Mike Morheim, former CEO and co-founder of Blizzard, took off and started uh, about a year later a new company just recently announced called Dreamhaven. And I know there are a lot of names and friends there um, of yours, and they you know they seem to have a, a plan and some ideas. There's a, you know other examples of this. In fact, Blizzard's one of those companies where you always just saw a million people go off in different directions to start their own studios feels like this is a, a major one, but, you know, more along those lines. Um, and they're all focused on games and, you know, video games in, in particular. Do you feel like a bit of a maverick doing going this direction instead saying, yeah, it's um, tempting, guys. I, I know my stuff. I know what I do there. But you know what? This is what I, I really love and I'm doing what I love. And is, is, I don't know. I don't know how that feels. So I'm curious if you have any immediate uh, thoughts on that. <laughs> um. Uh, interesting question, Scott. Uh, <laughs> let me get my head around that. Um, it's a good, it's a good question. And, and I, and I noticed too, you know, just on Twitter or whatever, a lot of people were asking, well, what about, what about Chris? You know, is he folding into this thing? Um, so how would I answer that? Uh, I, I guess I would say, um, you know, certainly I've had a number of discussions with Mike, um, and, and he told me his big plans fairly early on. And, just to have said it out loud, uh, I love what he's doing and I love the continuity of who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. Just, just makes, it makes all the sense on earth. And I believe that he's going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. You know, uh, Mike's a very good hearted dude uh, and believes in taking care of, you know, developers and um, 
doing it right and creating a good culture. He, he, he certainly understands good culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about Dreamhaven and I'm excited about what it is and what it wants to be and what it wants to do. I'm excited about the teams he's announced. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I, I outlined for him kind of what my wants and desires are. Uh, and I think he understood that my path was going to take me elsewhere. Um, to, to, to be clear, there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple thoughts there. One is, you know, I was a corporate officer for a long time. Um, and I will say at the best company I could have ever been at, and I gave it my all. But I'll tell you at this point, as I'm starting over and I'm, I'm mentally preparing to give my all again, I'm, I will own my own ideas. Yeah. I am not going to run and sign up with another corporation, right? Um, as benevolent as this one is and will be, right? I, I think Dreamhaven's awesome. Right. But I'm kind of ready to do my own thing. And my own thing, I don't know. I, I don't know where any of this will go, to be honest with you. Um I don't know that it's ever going to be this big, mighty, you know, juggernaut thing. I, I don't know. I know nothing. Um, and while you give up a certain amount of, uh, you know, support and resources and mind share, you know, and scale of your business, you know, not choosing to go to one of these big companies, um, I'm prepared to accept that gladly um, and do this on my own. Um so that I'm not beholden to anybody. Um, you know, I, I don't know. One day that might change and one day there might be opportunities or whatever. But sure. as of today, um, I'm happy to do my own thing and forge my own path, uh, uncertain as it might be. You know, um, you and I have always and, had a lot in common. I, I, it's funny because uh, what was that? I, it's, you, and I, you and I have always had a lot in common, but I. Sometimes I forget how much of this one point we have in common that you're basically me when I started frog pants. I just went, yeah, I could do this over there. I got got a big offer at at like a, I haven't told anyone this. Well, I won't say the name, so it won't matter, but I got an offer at a big gaming company in 2009 and I turned it down Mm. because I knew what they were just going to have me do what I love doing, but they were going to, I was going to be beholden to somebody else and I do, I were, yeah. they weren't going to be my, my yeah. own things and I'd have to give up yeah. what I was already doing, which wasn't yeah. full time. And that was the same year I said, that's it. I'm doing this on my own. I'm out of here. Let's go. And you I want to speak your own voice. Yeah. You want to, you know, represent your own heart and ideas. And, um, again, I, when I say all that relative to, to, to dream Haven, you're like, they're going to be great. Like I, you know, I, I shouldn't say this, but yeah, I've talked to a number of those guys. I mean, just this week, you know, on, Maybe there could be opportunities. I don't know if I should say this out loud, but there could be opportunities to kind of, you know, check in every once in a while and, and help some of those guys do what they're doing and and just jam, you know. Right. But for the most part, for Warchief, um, you know, I, I, I want to try it under under my own steam. Um, and in so many ways, it's 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 literally starting over again. Yeah. And I have to relearn, you know, um, everything I don't know, you know, in, in terms of doing a startup, in terms of developing on my own without the impossibly epic mechanisms and craftsmen of Blizzard, right? Like I had it so easy all those years. I come up with a hook and an idea and we've got, you got six people, you know, just waiting to do it at a master level, you know? Right. Um, 
and and tribal knowledge and the rhythms you learn and just you know trusting each other's instincts. Literally, the teams at Blizzard are the best in the world, and so <laughs> trying to build ideas and build a product, you know, without this support system is is super hard but it's super cool too you know like right um you know maybe my next things or whatever maybe they don't crack the world in half with their brilliance i don't know um but i'll know it's real and i'll know it's raw and i'll know that i've done the best i can do um and that's enough for me um you know i'm i'm different than i was when i was there you know my <sighs> outlook is different my self view is different um it, it, to be very pointed, my need for validation in that way is is very very different, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to jam. Yeah. It's like I want to make music, you know, and and I don't know if five people will buy the album, right? But but <laughs> it's the craftsmanship of it and the making of it that is almost more important to me at this phase of my life. So, um, so yeah, you know, I I, I obviously I wish you know Dreamhaven and its studios um, all the best and. Um, I'm sure we'll have more conversations, you know, as the years unfold. Um, but I wanted to, you know, kind of do it on my own, if that makes any. Did, I, I'm sure that over answered your question. No, yeah. it's a, I, it's great because what it, it it solidifies what I already believed about what you're doing. Your your comparison to wanting to make music regardless of album sales is 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 yeah. a prescient one. And also, this is all a really good follow up uh, to what we had in our original interview discussion post Blizzard. Um, all the stuff you were going through, all the things you shared on that episode, when I still get emails from so many people, including people at Blizzard, who say that interview changed my life. Uh, wow. So this is a great follow to that because you know you 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 found your you found some center that passion rising. It's, it's like just, it's exciting. Yeah, it's like finding your muse again, you know. Um, and that idea that the cat was so right in kind of pushing me out the door. Yeah. The women in our lives, man. Here's, here's a weird one, right? Like, yeah. like relative to that interview we did a couple you know, a number of guys was it four years ago, dude, or, you know, yeah, I think so. Um, like four. Yeah. Um, the idea that I did have in my head, this idea that, you know, I was, I was struggling in life and I thought that leaving blizzard would help me find balance. Mm. And what I found in the ensuing years is that it wasn't balance. I had simply just it was more like amputation. You know, it's like I had chopped off a leg and I didn't, it's like for a couple of those years, I didn't need that leg. And I, <laughs> it's like, I didn't notice it missing until I did, you know, until I realized not being creative and not being a, a part of a flow of, of, of imaginative ideas. That's core to who I am. You, you can't just turn that kind of thing off. And so at this time, you know, I can show up to our little office and I can, write half the day and I can be emailing back and forth with, um, you know, kind of these, you know, these freelance, you know, you know, brilliant folks I'm working with and, you know, giving feedback and providing creative direction and the product is taking shape. And then I could go home around two o'clock and jump in the pool with the four-year-old and, and, you know, throw the ball with the dog and, you know, sit and watch God help us the news with my wife and, and just <laughs> like, I think I finally found it. I think I finally found that balance um, because the things I'm building and the rhythm of my week doesn't demand all of my being. You know, I can do these types of products 
without having to orchestrate 50 creatives uh, and worry about company culture and worry about this millions strong fan base and what they're going to think about the next move. Mm -hmm. I can just kind of show up and do this fundamental work, building worlds and places and cultures and creatures and actually be able to go home and be that man too. Yeah. Um, without having anything dramatic occur, I think I've actually finally found that balance. And I would say again, you know, although there's a billion ways to do it, I think going to a shop like Dreamhaven, um, I think it would be hard, you know, just by just by the sheer complexity of making video games in, in all of their, you know, in all of their complexity, I think it would be harder for me to maintain real balance. And so that's why this is also very, this is the way. You know, um, and I guess having to say, I would want to say this for anyone at Dreamhaven, especially Mike hearing this, like, I hope I haven't overspoken about Dreamhaven. Um, um, you know, I don't know, you know how, I don't think I've said anything top secret, but, um, I mean, you basically said what I think, which is I'm, I think they're going to make amazing things there. Oh, hell yeah. Come on. I mean, who's even kidding who exactly? (laughs) It's going to be something else. And the collective years of experience. They all have, and not just experience, but years of doing Blizzard experience, yeah. right? Top yeah. the rocket, you know, you know, the, you know, the, uh, years of performing excellently. Um, that is nothing to scoff at, right? Oh, but yeah. They're going to do just great. Yeah, they're going to do awesome. I cannot wait to see what they do. And I cannot wait to see what War Chief Gaming has up its sleeves. <laughs> uh, like we said yeah, earlier. I, I promise you it will be... Uh, it will be geeky. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, yeah, I'm, get, I'm excited. To talk I, about I it. mean, honestly, it's when I, when I finally got my head around what you were doing and you shared it with me and it's been a little while now, but I was like, oh, this is exactly what I want right now. I mean, was, I'm involved <laughs> in my own D and D campaign. I'm feeling that pull. My creativity is focused in that direction more than ever, like art and stuff. And I'm just loving it. And to hear that, you know, our old pal Chris Metzen is going to be in that world making rad things is a really exciting thing. And I could foresee a future, you know, a hopefully post COVID future where, you know, there's big events that we're all going to with this name on it. And I can dream, right? Yeah. I'm dreaming here. I just want to dream a little bit and get excited I'm, about a I'm thing. Dream right on with you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, well, awesome. That's about all the time we've got today. Uh, talking to you is always a pleasure, regardless of the topic. And I'm Pretty sure we'll have more to discuss as uh, as things grow out for you guys over there. Anything else you want to mention to the players, the fans, the people who are looking forward to what Warcheap Gaming's bringing before we go? Oh, good lord! Uh, <laughs> That's an easy I don't one. I, 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 other than to say, <clears throat> it feels good to be back in the saddle. It feels good to be making ideas again. I certainly hope when we're when we're when we're finally ready to talk about what we're doing. I sure hope people dig it, you know, and uh, come on the ride with us, uh, even though, you know, it's a very different kind of ride than, um, you know, the, the, the Blizzard thing all these years. I'm hoping people find parts of it to love, um, you know, like you know, like they did it before. So yeah. I'm excited for this adventure. It's going to be great. Um, One other thing I'm I would say is if you, going. if you haven't watched the video with Mike Gilmartin and uh, Chris Metzen discussing um this in about an eight minute video showed up on game biz or games industry biz. Uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, do it might be other places now that you're hearing this. I'm not sure, but go find it, seek it out, 
check out that video and you'll get even a bigger taste uh, and a broader taste of what's going on with War Chief Gaming and the future that it holds for all of us tabletop lovers. Uh, Chris Metzen, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you too, Scott. It's always good talking to you, man. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.